the reason why I left was because number one, financial reasons, and also I got depressed too. And I never knew you had got depressed, you know? Yeah, right after I, I left. Talk about it. <laughs> but it's interesting, like, because if you think about like people in the world, the world, like so many people are so sad and depressed right now. Yeah. And I feel like it's because we don't, a lot of people don't think for themselves and they don't follow the purpose of their calling, you know? What's going on, y'all? It's your boy Manifest Wallace, and you're watching More Than a Dreamer. And today I have my good friend Neither. He came straight from Maryland, and he's been out in out in LA just killing it, man, just killing it. So how's it going, Neither? All is well, man. How are you? I'm doing good. It's a, it's a hot day, you know. Got the virus out here, but we're surviving. <laughs> it's a very hot day, and coronavirus is in full effect. <laughs> yes. So um, for the audience out there, tell us like a little about like who you are and what you do. Hmm. So my name is Neither. I am a singer, songwriter, producer from uh, Prince George's County, Maryland, or uh, the DMV area. For uh -huh. People that are not too familiar. Um, but yeah, man, I moved out here about a year ago from Atlanta after fin finishing up school down at uh, Morehouse. Morehouse College. Morehouse, man, right here. For those who don't know, uh, this is where me and uh, Wallace actually met. So. Yeah. yeah, I'm not officially a Morehouse man because I didn't graduate there. But hey, it's all good. It's um, all good. I don't, I don't know what you would call there that. The seeds that were planted, and because of those seeds, we are here. Yes. So, but yeah, man. Um, I moved out to LA about a year ago, and I've just been, um, having fun with art. Um, we have a, a pretty cool like content company, mm -hmm. content company out here. So hire agency. Hire creative. Agency. Hire creative agency. Yeah, but we're doing a little bit of everything from videography to photography to graphic design, campaign building and everything. So we get to have a ton of fun with that and mm -hmm. with brands like Hennessy, Cavassier, True Religion, um, people like Lil Nas X and Cardi B. And then also on the music side, I get a chance to be a full time artist and creative and writer and producer on that. Um, creating my own music, yes, but also selling compositions, um, whether that be to you know different labels or artists or even licensing music to TV and film. So, That's dope. Y'all hear all that? Like this man is doing a lot. So like, so we see where you're at right now, but but where did it all start? Like, what was growing up for you like? Man, um, growing up. Let's take it back. So I was born in the DMV, um, and. Uh, a city called Fairfax, Virginia. Okay. Uh, but even then, man, like growing up in the DMV, I'm on, I guess the neighborhoods I was in was a bit rough, um, but I, I had a, a hell of a support system even then from uh, my educators to you know, people like uh, Miss Cross, who's been you know, mm -hmm. a huge force on my grandmother, who um, was a classic classical pianist who instilled um, musical, her musical influences and stuff like that into me to my mom who kind of gave us the freedom to explore, you know, art. Whether that was me, you know, being in plays or me playing the violin, things yeah. like that. So I think that was kind of like the foundation just um, with music, dance, and performance. Uh, you take that to, you know, my teen years where I'm, you know, really kind of immersed into uh, a couple of different art forms, whether that's tap dance or acting. And when I finally get down to Atlanta, um, some of the things I was doing more um, in private or in secret, like producing music back home, 
Um, Atlanta kind of gave me like firm footing within the industry. And, yeah. And I was able to kind of mingle around and for for like work with some of my musical heroes, you know, down there. But not just working, learning business, mm-hmm. um, learning how to navigate throughout um, different industries within entertainment. So I was kind of starting, I guess, you know, kind of tracking up to. That's dope. Yeah. So like going back again, right? Go ahead. So you have all these these talents and you said you like you start when you're young, but when did you figure out like what you wanted to do? You know, like when did you actually f- find the passion for music and acting and all that stuff? I think the passion is always there. The passion was always there, but throughout our childhood, throughout our teen years, right? Um, we're still developing. We're still kind of getting a grasp on like mm-hmm. who we are, right? So, and no shade of my parents at all, but you know, my parents had big dreams and big hopes as all my parents do for us. Yeah. And a lot of my time was spent, you know, within art and doing art in different forms, but my agenda was to go to college um, on an engineering scholarship and to become an engineer. And, um, you know, you have, the spark is always there, but it takes um, some time for you to actually get the courage to say, hey, this is my dream, this is my calling, this is what I'm destined to do, and actually, like, start putting some things in motion for it. Was um, Was there, like, a moment where you had to make that decision, like Definitely. something that you went through is like, it's either this Definitely. or, you know? Uh, 2014, 2014, we're at Morehouse. Um, actually, I think you're still there doing this this time for a moment. End of 2013, going into 14, I think you had left. Yeah, yeah, cool, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Sorry, just left. Just left, right. So I coined that for me, the black semester. And during the black semester, I really had to make uh, decisions start to make decisions on like what I was going to do. Um, I was in an engineering degree, and not to say that it was like totally a bad thing because I had a passion for it, yeah. But when you are dealing with depression, when you can barely get up out of bed because you're um, not doing like as great on test, and none of us are doing great on test in physics. Shoot, the highest yeah. score in the class would be like a 32, but when your scholarship is in the balance because of you know, a test and you don't know if a curve is coming. Yeah. You know, it can send you spiraling if this is all you're hoping on, all you're banking on, and you want to um, make good on the promises that you made to your parents and see this thing through. So 2014 was the black semester for me where things just kind of took a uh, took a turn for the worse. Um, I sought out help. I started seeing a therapist. I started going to counseling. And from that point, it was kind of like, all right, let's start doing things or making decisions um, for yourself. Mm-hmm. Let's start like actually figuring out what you want to do and um, even establishing the reasons why you're doing it. I wake up every morning during that time and I have to send my emails to um, my scholarship uh, coordinators, right? At UNCF, I got a track down people to submit new scholarships. Yeah. I got to be in the financial aid office. I got to go to different to different offices on campus. I got to talk to my professors. Well, who's doing all that work? I'm doing it. Yeah. So, okay, cool. If I'm doing all the work and I ultimately got to live with these decisions, I may be the greatest physicist. I may be the greatest um, civil engineer, engineer yeah. um, in the future, possibly. 
But nah, if I can put that amount of work into that, then I can put that amount, the same amount of work into my own thing. It takes the same amount of time. It takes the same amount of time. And the time is going to pass anyway. Yeah. So. And there's no guarantee you can even get a, a solid job in the other stuff, you know? No guarantee, no. But I, I don't think anything in life is it's like 100% guaranteed, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Um, we are largely taking risk and chances and a, a lot of times acting out of fear. Yeah. If I don't get this job, then I'm not going to be able to eat. I'm not going to be able to take care of my housing. I'm going to be homeless. Okay. If I don't do what my parents say, they're going to withdraw their support from me. Um, I'm going to be homeless. <laughs> yeah. Um, if I don't get this scholarship, then I can't go to school. I'm not going to have housing. I'm going to be either homeless in Atlanta or I got to go back to the DMV. So when you kind of stop, nothing is guaranteed, but when you kind of stop living under the constraints of fear, um, for me, it's kind of had an effect to where it's like, okay, cool. The possibilities are endless. Mm-hmm. And again, if I can put that same amount of work into this engineering degree, there's no reason why I can't put that same amount of work into my You're, calling and my craft. Yeah. It's interesting you say that because the reason why I left was because, number one, financial reasons. And also, I right. got depressed, too. And I never knew you had got depressed, you know? Yeah, right after I, I left. talk about it. <laughs> but it's interesting, like, because if you think about, like, people in the world, the world, like, so many people are so sad and depressed right now. Yeah. And I feel like it's because we don't, a lot of people don't think for themselves yeah. and they don't follow the purpose of their calling, you know? Because, yeah. like, let's say you did work the engineering job, right? Mm-hmm. You're getting paid well, but in the back of your head, you're always thinking about what could have been, you know? You'd be even more right. depressed after that, you know? Yeah, you're right. Like, thinking about the the possibilities of what could have been um, if you would have gone with your gut. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want to be that 40, 50-year-old. It's like, yeah, I was, was in the music industry, and I, you know, had a, had a chance to do such and such. Like, no. If we're going to do it, let's go ball to the wall right now. Yeah. You know? I'm going to put the same amount of time, energy, and patience I put into my degree. Um, but I'm going to do it for myself. I'm going to do it for myself. Yeah. And it, that's been, I mean, that's been working out, I guess. No, that's that's powerful stuff because so many people are afraid to believe in themselves, you know? And I want to ask you, like, because, like, I know for me, like... I feel like when I'm like aligned with like God, you know, right. I'm like, when I'm aligned with him, my life starts like, it's going better, you know? It's going good. But right? when I like start to de- detour, that's when my life starts to fall apart. So like, did that have any impact on like your decision-making? Um, uh, yes. So my spiritual alignment with God, with, I don't know, you, your beliefs, whoever's watching this, but my spiritual alignment with, with God, the, the high power, the creator, um, had, was coming, I guess, in waves during that time, right? So getting to college, we are exposed to so much. Yeah. Like, new things, whatever. So trying to keep find that balance between, like, keeping my faith, um, going to church, you know, just being around people that are, like, within faith and then, like, doing my own thing was really kind of, like, coming in waves. What you see in those periods, like when I'm like locked in and focused and my prayer life is good, when um, I'm in like constant communication, I mean, I'm tapping into the source. Like things, it's not perfect, nah, but you catch a rhythm. Yeah. You really catch a rhythm. And I look at the times like 
you know, at the start of the black semester. That whole winter, um, I was I was out of alignment. Um, I was going through some personal things with myself and doing some like figuring out for myself just in life. And a lot of it was not incorporating or focusing in on that. Yeah. Um, but February 9th, I can say that. He knows the exact date. Exact date. So this right. date must be must be mean something special to yeah. him. February seventh, February eighth were like some of the saddest days of my life. But February 9th started like a month long fast of like just like getting my mind back together. Um and I remember just listening to Dog on Tie Tribute this album, uh, the Greater Than album, for like a month straight. Like just really taking time to get myself back at a lot. Yeah. And the rhythm got back. Started if you going. don't mind me asking, what were you fasting from? Um, secular music one. Um, there was some like nutritional things, you know, depending on the week. Um, wow, I can't remember to say this. Masturbation. I asked you that because uh, literally, I just did that last week. A fast message. <laughs> yes, because I. <laughs> I said, let me take control. If I can control this, yeah, yeah. and right away I got way more productive. Right. It's like, because I'm in a long distance relationship, so it's hard. I got to do a lot of that, you know. <laughs> but it's like my life was just like I was just like lazy, you know. I was like, okay, um, you know, I'm, I'm fumbling, you know. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, I, I hadn't been to church in a while, right? Mm-hmm. I went to church, and the message was on dreams, right. you know. Spark. And then what is this called? More than a dreamer. Right. I was like, it's time to get back. It's time to get back. So then I said, you know what? I'm going to cut that out, focused up, stop listening to rap so much, you know? So I listen to gospel again, and you just feel it's better. It's, it's, it's just a shift in, it's, just a, it's a total shift in energy. Um, yeah, what we take in on a daily, like sonically, musically, um, has a lot to. Um, has a lot of bearing, I think, on just how we're navigating through life. Um, music is all waves, right? Yeah, waves. Sounds, vibrations. It's not something that you can touch. It's not anything tangible, but it is something that is feeding and controlling and does have some dominion or power over our spirit. Yeah, it's really, it, it's vibrate. a form of uh, mind control, really. Mm-hmm. Like, in... And don't get me wrong, like I love hip hop, you know? Same, same, same. But sometimes it's like kill, 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 pop a pill, pop a pill. What do you ex- what do you expect for the youth to do? You know? What do you expect for like the result? If that's all you're feeding your soul, what do you expect? How do you expect for you or other people to be conditioned? Yeah, like after like first like when X died, that was one thing. And then after like Juice World died, we talked about Mac Miller too. died, it's like what are we doing, you know? And we just glorify it. And it's like, I love it, but it's like, I feel like the youth, they're not smart. I mean, I, I won't say they're not smart enough, but their brains aren't developed enough to know the difference, you know? Yeah, I, I wouldn't say they're smart enough, but definitely development. And um, there's a concept called impulsivity control. And pretty much is just your ability to control impulses. Yeah. So just because this person made me upset, or just because like I'm confronted with this situation right now, I have a choice. I can either go to the extreme to mm-hmm. assert my dominance in a situation, or I can use some impulsivity control to um, 
pretty much put a filter my emotions and filter my responses to yeah. life circumstances. So I don't think the youth, any of us really in our youth, um, fully grasp that concept. Hell, it's not at all. It's funny, like my mom used to always tell me when we get into arguments, like, Julian, you just don't have, like, your brain capacity isn't there yet, you know? <laughs> and now that I'm older, I'm like, man, I was, I was thinking pretty like, no. like, now it's like common sense to me. But then I was like, you want vibrating. Yeah, I was shit. like, mom, come on. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and I'm like, she was spinning game, you know, like you just don't understand it now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, so like we we're talking about earlier, like a lot of people go through that depression phase, go through that phase of like, not knowing what the next move is going to be. So can you give some tips on how you got through it? Because there's so many people out there. Because like I said, like, I didn't know you went through that. And you didn't know that I went through that, yeah, you know? At the same time. Clearly. Exactly. Right. So like, we need to like, if, if there's some tips that we could give people to help them go through that. Because I feel like coming from someone like you, who's like now flourishing, like you're not where you want to be yet. Yeah. But you're on the right path, you know? Yeah. So, what, so what are some tips you can give those people? Um, I'll start by saying just one alignment. So uh, spiritually, right? So trying to trying to take little steps, and it's not going to be like uh, overnight like transformation, though. Mm -hmm. But taking little steps, like up in your prayer life, right? Or getting around people, or finding community. Yeah. And whether that's your church or whether your friend circle, people that can empower you and uplift you. Um, but you also got to do a lot of internal work because it's not always just going to be. Like, let me, you're not always going to be around people yeah. to make you feel great or to get you through certain, certain situations. You got to start looking within yourself and analyzing your own um, hurts, traumas, your own past. Like, why do, why do I act this way when mm -hmm. this happens? Or why is this a trigger for me? So, like, getting down to um, just who you are as a person and, you know, why certain things um, about you are the way they are. Um, so yeah, so doing the doing the spiritual work, um, doing the inter doing the internal work as well. Um, but I also told you in, about my therapist, and I hadn't I hadn't opened up nobody about the whole therapy thing yeah. until maybe about maybe about a year ago. Um, and I don't think my parents even know to this day that I like want to go seek help, but. Um, I think it's becoming more of a thing that we can actually like talk about. Yeah, especially as now. black men, like right. black people in but general, we need help. we need that. Yeah, seek help. Um, it took me two weeks of Ralph and Ashton asking like, "What's wrong?" <laughs> yeah, like you could. Or, <laughs> I think you ain't got the band. <laughs> You're Man. not going to class. I got scholarships. Shoot, F it. I'm uh, who. When you have that amount of money coming in from scholarships, who says F it? And it's just yeah, cool with it. Like, no, you can see the signs. People around you can see the signs and they tell you and they communicate that with you. Everybody else around you ain't crazy. Yeah. But you got to do some work and you got to get some motivation yourself to say, look, I'm not able to handle this on my own. I need my community. I need my people around. I need that connection. Right? Yeah. I got to talk to God and I also need to go and seek some professional help if that is available and accessible. Um, my audience is largely, I think, like collegiate students and young adults. Um, for the collegiate students, like if you are on a campus right now and you're know, going through some things, you got hella resources um, for free. Yeah. That's a part of your tuition. 
And even like the professors will understand, like my English class, right? You know how like they say finals, how, how you doing finals can dictate your whole grade, right? right? So all my English classes, I forget, I forget her name, but I straight up told her, like I sent her an email I was like, uh, actually, no, she was like, I haven't received your paper. I was like, yeah, I'm not doing it. I was like, I'm just not mentally right. So if you want to fail me, you can. Damn. <laughs> oh, just just as bold and brazen. And yeah, no, because I actually had like some rapport with her. Like, I went to her office hours and stuff. Okay. But I said it just like that, you know, in the email. Wow. And she she went for it. Yeah, and I still passed with a B when I should have got an F because it was like, oh, you know, the final, the midterm, if you fell on this, your whole grade. I'm thinking like, so you tell me I work hard this whole semester and this and one, this is gonna, right. I said, if you want to do it, do it, but I'm, I'm gone, you know? But wow. because I expressed to her- Ballsy, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> ballsy. Yeah, but because I expressed to her that I was like not in the right mindset, yeah. she, you know, yeah. she, didn't, she didn't leave me hanging, exactly. Yeah. So tell us about your, um, your transition to LA. How, how's, how's that been? Hmm, transition to LA was dope. Um, that came at another period though, too, where things were kind of like rocky. Um, the short story of it is, I wanted to go back to DC to kind of plant my roots there. And still we'll be going back to the DMV to like, you know, do work and give resources there. Um, but the infrastructure is just not there right now, right? And I spent time there like depressed again. Mm -hmm. Four years later, depressed again, because I'm trying to like find my rhythm there in a place that just doesn't have what I need. Yeah. So I literally went that whole year and watched certain relationships dry up. Um, my relationship, my parents like suffered. We're great now, but that was like suffering then. Um, two of my grandparents like died in the process, which didn't make it any easier for me because actually died in the same. Were they weekend. were they married or is it two? No, two two separate. Yeah, that's hard. Three days of each other. I remember that's hard. Yeah. yeah. So things like that, like when you watch everything that you knew and that you were comfortable with just kind of change. just drying yeah. up and changing, right? Um, that summer came and uh, me and one of my uh, homies, Steven Graddick, went on a trip to New York to go and let my grandfather to rest. And we got into a conversation about fear and dreams. And pretty much um, the end of our by the end of our conversation, we gave each other an ultimatum. We said, you know, pretty much that by August, I need to be in LA working. And I think by August as well, he needed to be like traveling and doing his thing in the eco yeah. um, uh, sustainability realm. And both of us did it. Both of us did it. Um, I actually moved to LA in September. Uh, another story I got. September of 2019 or 2018? 18. 18. Getting here, you come with hopes and dreams and aspirations. And I had a little bit of a network already because you know, my professors would let me come out here to work when I was at Morales. Um, but yeah, you just you know start doing what you, what you can. I knew I didn't want to work for anybody. So I had my cameras and I had my pen. And you know, you are doing videography for you know one client to the next and they send referrals and somewhere in 2019, um, on content, like yeah. I said, for Hennessy, for Cavassier, for the True Religion stuff, for Cardi B, Lil Nas X, or I mean, a little bit of, of everyone, man. Yeah. Um, but not only that, I'm also having fun on the music side, too. I'm, you know, 
um, selling music and doing music for uh, what's that? I'm like the Disney's Freeform catalog and look at that man. licensing music to own um, Oprah's Network, um, singing background for Childish Gambino, like. And none of that would have happened if you didn't just. If I didn't just jump, if I didn't take the leap. Yeah. You know, so you go through that whole period of why is this not working out? Yeah. And I'd already gotten the word to transition. Yeah, and even like when you take that leap, you might be scared, mm -hmm. but you feel so much better than when you just like, when you just like say, okay, I'm content. I'm not going to try it, you know? Because yeah. like, I can imagine that's why so many people are just like, like depressed right now because they know like what they want to do, but they're too afraid. They're too afraid and too. even if like, you take the leap and you stumble, at least you know you're trying, you know? So like, if it doesn't work out, which if, if, it, if you're supposed to do it, it will work out, it you know? Work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's not like, a lot of us think like, oh, I moved to LA and it's just supposed to pop. Like, no, this, it's a journey. A journey and a grind, yeah. Like there's, it's not gonna be like one big defining moment. I've had so many meetings, I've, um, done so many gigs up to this point. I met so many people, like, but it's not about those that one moment that's just going to change your entire life. No, all of these things that you're doing are planting seeds. People are recognizing you, people are going to see you, and it's just continuing to build. Everything that you've done, your work, your resume, your portfolio that is your credibility and what you have to stand on. You know, a tree by the fruit it bears, right? The fruit that I built, I Beard born, the fruit has been produced. Yeah, <laughs> um, people can see that even a year now into it. Yeah, you know, oh, he got here a year ago. What is he been doing? Hustling, <laughs> and he's not working for anybody else. Nah, you're living in, a, in an apartment in LA. Yeah, and you're not working for anybody else. Wow. Okay, so the grind must be real. And he has enough money to maintain wearing yellow in every. Every day, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yellow is uh it's a it's a brand staple at this point. Tell us what that means. Why why is everything you wear bright and colorful so, and yellow? Everything is yellow. Um or yellow accented. Um yellow is because yellow is a uh, symbol of light and enlightenment for me. So coming up out of a college, um I I mean, we're all learning like things as young adults, but yellow was just kind of like a symbol for me just to continue to stay enlightened and continue to explore and continue to get educated outside of the yeah. uh, secondary educational realm. So um, I wear it now because um, my track is was full of yellow. <laughs> nah, but also just, um, I guess it's, it's like, I don't want to say a talking point. I don't do it because it's a talking point, but it has become like a yeah a thing like people inquire. But even back to do. like the symbolic, like the light part, right? Yeah. Like, I'll say as like your friend, like you're a light, you know? Like you're someone who like, I feel like that's why you do so well. Like you're so good at networking, so good at being around people because you're like the light you that people want to be around, you know? Like you are that light, you know? So... I feel like you're just like embodying yourself with that, you know, like that's Dang. just self-expression. I'll take it, bro. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I go by Manifest Wallace, because I feel like I'm all about manifesting, manifesting you know? Right. That's my calling. This is your calling. You're the light. I'm the 
you know? Yes, sir. Uh, spread the light, you know? Okay, can you give us your top three people in your life that have inspired you the most? Hmm. Could be people you know, somebody you don't know. Could be something that's not even anything, you know? Like, what have been your top three throughout life, the top three things or people who have inspired you the most? Gosh, top three. That is somebody like me that's hard because um, there's, there's too many people. Okay, let's do top number one. Ooh, that's, that's, even, that's even worse. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, well, give us top three. All right, people, top three, don't top three, don't top get three. offended by this, people. Yeah, don't get offended. I'm just I'm just just gonna think and throw some things out there. Um, my grandfather. Can I can I group them? My yeah, grand, group my them. grandfathers. Okay, are, they are number ones. Um, so much wisdom, so much history about just my heritage and where I come from. Um, so much information about business and like finance and what to do with your business and where you're going. Yeah. Um, so my grandfather is number one. Um, two, my grandmothers, because they are the the nurturers. Um, they are the ones that nurture like the gifting and um, the talent and. Whether it was my grandma B, um, and her like exposing me to so much music from the Phantom of the Operas to the Bee Gees to mm -hmm. the classical piano, like you know, and getting me started with playing the violin and stuff like that, or whether it's my grandma Carlette who uh, ultimately was like, "Look, screw what your parents are saying, f what you heard, you need to go to L.A." <laughs> so yeah, so my grandfather's number one, my grandmother's were two. Um, and I'll throw my mom in there, throw my mom in there just for like continuing to support. Um, a lot of people, unfortunately, I don't think have like super great relationships with their parents growing up. Uh, but my mom always made sure, of course, that we had, um, but also made sure that like if there was something we wanted to do that we were going to like pursue it and we weren't gonna quit just because it's like we don't want to do it no more yeah <laughs> um and you talk about an advocate somebody that will like go all like on the line for you that's your mom hell yeah go to battle for you oh my goodness i mean woman will i mean go to go to war like fuss a woman out in the street at six years old because she is getting involved with children's business and fighting. Bro. Oh man! She will clear out her bank account. You know, um, yeah. My mom will pull up on at the school and you know, got to talk to some teachers. My mom tried to pull up on some professors down in more. Wow! So yeah, just just being like a just an advocate, advocate. That's dope. Yeah. I mean, well, so. thank you. No Mr. problem, Mr. Bro. Neither for no being problem. here. I really appreciate yeah. it. Make sure you guys continue to check out the series More Than a Dreamer. Yes. Hopefully this inspired somebody. Yes, indeed. You know, that's that's the goal, you know, to serve, to give people tips, because some people need help. Like this could be the one moment, the one interview. Right. We don't know. It could have been something that we didn't even pay attention to much, right? That just, just spoke to somebody. Spoke else, someone, right? they just got the shit going, you know? So, so thank you. No problem, bro.
Be great. Yeah, look out for episode number two. We out.